T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. First, on the quarterback, you know, obviously it's it's a critical position for us. And like I said, Brad, every every single thing is on the table. I think we owe that to, to ourselves, our, our own quarterbacks, trades, free agency, draft. And we're working through that. And I, and I do like the staff we've assembled to kind of attack that uh, together. We've added some some guys even in recent days, I think, that can help us as we evaluate that position. So we know the importance of it. Uh, we know that's a, a priority as we go into this offseason. Um, that's stating the obvious, and I'm just excited about attacking it together. Are you a Glennon guy? Ryan Pace, earlier this offseason on that big Zoom call, talking about how priority number one is finding a new starting quarterback for the Bears. Hi, everyone. Zach Saveman with you. Broadcasting live until 9 o'clock for the Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. You're a big part of the show as well, 312-644-6767. We'll take your phone calls throughout. The score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. You don't need all those extra eyes that Ryan Pace and the Bears coaching staff have added to Hallis Hall this offseason to know how good Russell Wilson is and the kind of impact he would have on the Bears going forward. But what if Russell Wilson isn't available and you can't get a deal done and Seattle is keeping him and that's that? Well, joining us now on the score hotline is Kevin Fishbane, who covers the Bears for The Athletic, presented by Alpamonte Ford. Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park on North Avenue or APFord.com. And Kev, I know you're on Twitter. I follow you at KFishbane and I see that one of the trending topics on Twitter in Chicago is the name Andy Dalton. So that leads me to wondering, what is option B if option A, Russell Wilson, isn't available? Well, Zach, there is a giant drop-off from option A. Maybe it should be option A and option H. You know, to to, <laughs> to help reflect the drop off from Russell Wilson to an Andy Dalton, and and that's the problem the Bears are kind of facing this week is that the, the free agent crop of quarterbacks is just 
it, it's not inspiring. I mean, these are guys. These are guys a lot like Nick Foles, right? These are guys who are similar to Nick Foles. They're veterans. They've had starter success before, you know, so on and so forth. And they could be a nice bridge, maybe to a rookie, or they could keep you afloat, or maybe they'll just protect the football better than Foles did or than Mitch Trubisky did, and and the Bears could try to rely on a power run game and, and an improved defense, but. You know, look, if Andy Dalton is in play, obviously you have the Bill Lazor connection. You know, the two of them had success together in Cincinnati. You know, with, with, with someone like Dalton, Zach, you, you have to ask yourself, well, why didn't they go after him last year? Obviously, Foles was the one they chose, um, but you're, you're going to have questions like that with guys like Dalton and, and other quarterbacks they passed on. But, like, you know, you go through Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, you know, looks like Jameis Winston's probably going to return to New Orleans. So maybe he's off the list, but it's just, you know, if the Bears want to upgrade, a clear upgrade at quarterback, it's going to be via the trade market, not by anybody they signed this week. So who else do you think they're looking at via a potential trade outside of Russell Wilson? Well, I think they have to take a look at what the Jets are going to do. You know, I, I, I know you, you know that Jets team better than I do, uh, Zach, and, and, and Sam Darnold, as bad as he was last year, th- there's something that, that a GM, an offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, a head coach is going to see in him uh, and want and, and want to give it a shot. I mean, the guy was a, was a top pick for a reason. He's only 23. You know, he showed flashes as a rookie and then his second year uh, and then things really fell apart. And, and I think, Zach, that teams are going to look at Darnold in a similar way to teams look at Trubisky and they're going to try to isolate they're going to say, okay, what does he do well? And how much of his failures here were on him versus just what was going on around him? So, you know, Darnold seems like someone who's going to be in play. Uh, you look at Jimmy Garoppolo. Are, are the 49ers going to make a play for somebody else um, and, and, and make Jimmy Garoppolo available via trade? So I, I think you kind of start with guys like that. Teddy Bridgewater, you know, maybe, you know, there, there's been some rumors that Carolina is one of those teams that look that's looking to make a big splash. Um, you know, do, do, does, that, does that mean he's available? I, I thought he was average last year. Is he going to give you a great upgrade over Nick Foles? I'm not sure. Uh, but those are the guys you look at. And, and similar, you know, maybe slightly better than some of the free agents, but still, you know, none of those guys are, are putting a lot of, you know, butts in the seats at, at Soldier Field. Or, you know, you're, you're not going to see a whole lot of Sam Darnold jerseys uh, flying off the shelves uh, if that was the route the Bears went. But, but at least, at least like I'll say this about Darnold, at least it would show the team investing in a young quarterback. You know, and just giving themselves an option um, that at that age to see if they can develop him the right way. Talking Bears and talking NFL with Kevin Fishbane, who covers the Bears for the Athletic here on The Score. See, that's the thing, though. I, I look at why it didn't work out with Mitchell Trubisky when the head coach was hired specifically because he was considered a, a quarterback whisperer, a quarterback guru, and... It never quite materialized with Trubisky, and that would be my apprehension. Now I've got to trade another draft pick to acquire a guy in Sam Darnold who needs the kind of infrastructure to succeed that I don't know that was there for Trubisky. Maybe it was, and Trubisky just couldn't get it, but it seemed as though there were times where it was clicking, 
Then there were times where it wasn't, that the offense never kind of morphed into what Trubisky does well, and Trubisky wasn't able to adjust to maybe what Matt Nagy wanted. Why would that change with another young quarterback? That's my concern if the Bears go in that direction. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. And I think you make the same argument if they decide to take a big swing in the draft, right? You know, if they decide to move up in the first round or if somebody's still there at 20, you know, do they have the right support staff and the right options? And it's interesting, Zach, I was running through the list. You mentioned Mitch Trubisky. Think about everything the Bears did in about a four-month span in 2018 from hiring Matt Nagy uh, adding Mark Helfrich, who was kind of a, a quarterback guru, considered that way when they hired him. You keep Dave Ragone. You bring in Trey Burton, Taylor Gabriel, Allen Robinson. You draft James Daniels. You trade up in the draft uh, to get Anthony Miller. Right, like all of those things are all done to 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 boost your offense, to give your quarterback some weapons, to give your quarterback some interest. Bringing in Chase Daniel, you know, established backup in the league. All those things. Uh, and, and look, obviously, 28 they they had 2018 they had some success, success um, but you know that grouping just didn't didn't stay together, didn't work well, and and uh, and here we are. So you, you think about all those things, and you wonder, looking at the roster now, like how much better is this roster, Zach, than what Mitch Trubisky had in 2018? So if you're bringing in a quarterback that needs a lot around him to work for him to be successful. Is this the right team to bring that out of him? Um, whether it's Sam Darnold or Jimmy Garoppolo or Andy Dalton or Mac Jones, you know, all those guys, you know, is this the type of team that has the speed, has the pass protection, has the run game, has the play calling to do that? They've proven the past few years they don't. So I'm not sure what else they can do to get you there. That's why the Russell Wilson thing's so alluring because he's that guy that raises the level of play of everyone else around him. Well, and the Bears are built very similarly right now to the team that was around Wilson when he was able to advance to those two Super Bowls and won the championship by crushing John Fox and the Denver Broncos uh, back in the day, which was a big stunner. To me, what, what I see is a quarterback manager that can succeed. It because what we learned last year during the final month of the regular season is, despite the the criticism of the offensive line, the offensive line was good enough to create holes for what turned out to be a very good running back in David Montgomery. You add Tariq Cohen to the mix this upcoming season. Defensively, I thought the Bears were good, not great, but I think part of that is uh, the way they were being coached. They're going back more to that Vic Fangio style than but not break of Chuck Pagano. And... They're a little bit healthier. You know, Khalil Mack's going to be healthy. Akeem Hicks is going to be healthy. You add Eddie Goldman back to the mix. They're going to have some health in the secondary. So you just need a quarterback who can make those three to five big pass plays a game that change the game. And Trubisky couldn't do it. Obviously, I think everyone believes Russell Wilson could. But if you can't get Russell Wilson, okay, now let's look at the draft. And you mentioned Mac Jones. Is there a belief that he could truly be available at 20 and if everyone's hyping him up the way he has been hyped up this offseason wouldn't you think he's probably not going to get down to 20 mac jones is it might be 
maybe the most fascinating guy in the sack because you know it, it seems like from folks that understand this a lot better than I do that Trey Lance answered a lot of questions with this pro day. I think that that he still has the resume of a prospect that could really go anywhere in that top 15, top 20 because I feel like there's still a lot of questions about him. And you know, when you talk about level competition, you talk about not playing for a whole year, all those things. But but Mac Jones is just you know, again we talked earlier about isolating what a quarterback does. And he had the greatest offense in college football around him last year. He had multiple receivers who are going to be taken in the top 10. Um, you know, one of, a first round running back. He talked about the offensive line, but he also made all the throws. It was pinpoint accurate. You know, he still had to get the ball to these guys in stride. So where, how does that rank for him? Um, he's not the athlete of the other guys. Does that matter? You know, I think in today's NFL it kind of does. So then you'd have to make sure you have a good offensive line around him. So th- there, there still to me are some question marks about him. Uh, but the fact that that there is enough, you know, steam going towards the idea that he could be a first-round pick. I think the Bears have to consider that, and I think they have to look at the possibility that he would be there, the possibility that maybe he drops to into the teens, and can they be in posi- would they be in position to trade up for him if he is their guy? I'm not sure, but, you know, I, I can't help but think, Zach, that, that here's somebody with a pretty much opposite uh, college resume than Mitch Trubisky. You know, was, you know, won the national championship, did not lose the Sun Bowl. Uh, you know, that, that's, a, that's a big difference there in terms of college success. Um, but, you know, Mitch Trubisky had those athletic traits that were just so scintillating at the time. It was one of the reasons that a lot of teams had him very high on their board. Um, and Mac Jones just doesn't necessarily possess those abilities. So, but do, have the Bears, maybe that's one of the lessons. I know Ryan Pace didn't want to go there, but is that a lesson that they've learned? To, to put a little bit more in some of those intangible items and some of those things that allowed Mac Jones to be so successful uh, the last two years at Alabama. I think the hardest thing to know about a quarterback is once the ball is snapped, are you able to diagnose very quickly what the defense is doing? Can you solve that puzzle and put the ball where it needs to be put? And I think what we learned in his one year as a starter at Alabama is that Mac Jones clearly can do that, and he probably can do it better than any other quarterback that Nick Saban has had during his time as the head coach of the Crimson Tide. But how important do you value athleticism in the NFL? Because we've seen a lot of quarterbacks who have been drafted much higher, who've gotten more opportunities, might not have the ability to diagnose what's happening after the snap, but have still had success in the league because they're athletic. I think then you look at the guy that just won the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, not the greatest athlete, and I'm not comparing Mac Jones to Tom Brady as a quarterback, but from an athletic standpoint, I think you can make the comparison, and I think you can have success doing it as long as you are very proficient at being able to solve defenses as soon as the ball is snapped. And that's something that clearly Trubisky could not do consistently enough to be able to take the Bears offense to that next level. For sure, Zach. And, and, you know, I I, I try not to overrate stuff like this, but I think at the quarterback position, I think this stuff kind of matters. I mean, Mac Jones is just a winner the last couple years. Again, it helps being at Alabama. I get that. Um, But that was such a thing at Deshaun Watson I kept coming back to. 
uh, you go back to 2017, wondering why the Bears weren't taking him. Like, this guy just wins wherever he goes. He just is a winner, and you, you come into a locker room with that kind of confidence and that kind of ability to to be the leader. Uh, you know, and, and with someone like Mac Jones, you think about Brady. Think about how good that Bucks offensive line was. You think about the weapons he had with Godwin and Chris, and, excuse me, Mike Evans and Gronk and Cameron Brait. Uh, but they bring in Leonard Fournette, who had a strong postseason. You know, do the Bears have those kinds of options? You know, this this is going to go back to what are they going to do at tackle? Uh, are they going to be able to keep Allen Robinson, you know, in the fold? Are they going to be forced to trade him, or is he just not going to show? Uh, is Dave Montgomery going to be able to build on last year's success? Uh, is Tariq Cohen going to be able to bounce back uh, after injuries? So you have so many question marks. What Cole Komet is going to do in year two? I just think that, you know, if you're going to be that quarterback, Zach, who is just really good at, at diagnosing the defenses and, and can really be a guy who leads, that's great. But I think especially as a rookie and, and early on in your career, you better have guys that can get open. And you better have guys in front of you that know how to block. Uh, and I'm just not sure if the Bears have that right now. Um, you know, maybe down the line, maybe there's some moves coming that's going to make them, you know, a, a, a different kind of team that, that's going to have more opportunities like that. Maybe they make a splash at tackle in the draft or in free agency. You know, maybe there's another wide receiver that comes in that gives them another weapon. But right now, this is a team that, and that goes back to the Mitch Trubisky evaluation. So often, guys also just weren't open. And yes, the great quarterbacks can throw them open. But it just seemed like there was something off with whether it was a scheme or just the way the receivers were running routes that you just didn't have enough guys who were just wide open and, and, and they're running through the field like you saw with Alabama's receivers, like we see all the time with Green Bay. Um, just finding ways to uh, allow these guys, these, these types of quarterbacks who can't necessarily make the Russell Wilson type plays to be able to make plays in the pocket. You need them to be able to, their receivers to be able to get open. A final few moments with Kevin Fishbane, who covers the Bears for TheAthletic.com. All right. Where is Mitch Trubisky going to end up? Well, my if I had to guess right now, Zach, I would say San Francisco. I think that, to me, seems like it makes a lot of sense. Um, it's, it's a, you know, from his perspective... That's a team that right now doesn't necessarily have a clear-cut starting quarterback, so maybe that's an opportunity to start. Um, it is a, a, a often a head coach that I think a lot of quarterbacks would love to play for, a head coach whose system should fit Mitch Trubisky, but he's also the type of coach that's going to really do a good job tailoring his system to Mitch Trubisky. And I actually went back, Zach, and, and, and you know sometimes it's hard to tell how much this stuff matters. When Trubisky played the 49ers, he's played them twice. No interceptions in those games. He only threw seven incomplete passes combined uh, in two games against the 49ers. So it's possible that, you know, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan remember those games and, and, and thought highly of what he did in those kind of situations and, and, and would give him a shot. So that, that's the team that makes the most sense. Um, you know, Washington is another option just based on their situation that could appeal to him giving, get, getting the opportunity to start um, there as well. Uh, you know, you look at the Rams and what Sean McVay can do, um, but that, that's a situation where how comfortable is he going to be being the clear backup? You know, same with Atlanta. You know, Dave Ragone's there. Charles London is there. They have a head coach who, if you look at what uh, Arthur Smith did in, in Nashville, in Tennessee, with Ryan Tannehill, if you're Mitch Trubisky, you probably like that, but you would be going to be behind Matt Ryan. So how alluring is that for somebody that obviously you know believes he can be a starting quarterback in the NFL? So those are a few of the, the, the teams I've kind of thought of. Um, as options, Denver is a spot where, again, quarterback competition probably, 
what was Vic Fangio's evaluation of Mitch Trubisky? I think that's gonna that would matter a lot um, in in that calculation. Uh, but but again, another another interesting idea for someone like Trubisky that you know he's gonna want to start and a team's gonna want to you know he's gonna want probably a team that is going to best harness his talents. And on the way out, what? Other things are the Bears working on? Obviously, we're spending so much time talking about the quarterback position, and you understand why. But what are the other things they're working on right now? Well, in the next two days, we're going to figure out what the plan is for Akeem Hicks and Kyle Fuller. Um, that, th- those are some big salary cap moves that, that have to be made. Um, you know, and I, I got to imagine the Bears are working hard to redo contracts with both those guys. They, they've done it with Kyle Fuller before. You know, Akeem Hicks is rep by Drew Rosenhaus. They've done a bunch of deals with Rosenhaus over the years. So you would think they can make that work, but they have to bring those guys' cap numbers down. they got to put them – got to become a player um, in this. And right now they just don't have the cap space to be a player. Um, so they got to find a way with, with those two guys' contracts. And, and, and then you got to add some depth in some places. You know, you look at defense, where, where can you add some help? Um, you know, are they going to go get a tackle in in, in free agency to take over for Charles Leno? Um, you know, that's an option for them. And I come back to wide receiver, Zach. You know, what do you do? What's Anthony Miller's future here? And can you bring in another weapon for whoever your quarterback's going to be, either now or in the draft? So those are some of the some of the areas I'm kind of I'm going to be watching over the next few days. It's a draft loaded at the wide receiver position for the second consecutive year. Kevin, thank you so much. Always appreciate the time. We always leave a little smarter after talking some Bears football with you. Appreciate that, Zach. Take care. Kevin Fishbane covers the Bears for TheAthletic.com. I know you guys have a lot to react to from what you just heard. Your phone call's next. 312-644-6767. Zach Sabin until 9 o'clock talking some football. We switch gears at the top of the hour to talk college basketball. Full show ahead until 9 here on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. 
And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Zach Shadman, it's 11 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score 312 644 is the phone number. We're about 10 minutes away from talking about a whole bunch of different topics with Luke and Ellis from Fox 32 Chicago. You've got the NFL with the Bears and what they're going to do at the quarterback position. You've got the NCAA tournament. Who does he have winning the whole thing? What's going to happen at DePaul in terms of a new head coach? If you're just tuning in, DePaul firing Dave Lato today after a five-win season. Second stint did not go well for Lato in Lincoln Park. So all that stuff coming up with Luke and Ellis in about 10 minutes. But I was thinking a lot about the Bears. And, you know, once I saw Dak Prescott get his new deal, he's making $40 million a year this upcoming season. And you saw it with Russell Wilson once the Seahawks had to give him the big contract. You know, unless you are 100% sure that you're getting something special at that position, if you're the Bears, it is not worth giving up draft capital or signing a quarterback to this mega deal. Because now, Dak Prescott's a good quarterback, but he's not a special quarterback. But when your quarterback takes that much money, it's tough to build the rest of the team around him. And that's, we've seen that happen in a a bunch of different places. You saw it happen in Baltimore after Joe Flacco won the championship. They had to pay him and they were willing to pay him because they just won the title. So, He gets the big contract, but then you have to start letting other pieces go. And in Seattle, this is how special Russell Wilson is. They continue to make the Super Bowl. They continue to make the playoffs, but they're no longer in a position to go out there and win championships. They've not been able to do it. And I think when you look at the Bears situation, the defense here, is significantly better than the defense that Seattle has. And the running game here is, it's a good running game. The special teams here, it's good. Now, he's got better offensive weapons, I think, but it's not as though if Russell Wilson were here that he doesn't have weapons around him. I mean, you'd have Montgomery, you have Tariq Cohen, you have Allen Robinson, you would have Darnell Mooney, you would have Cole Komet, I'm sure they'd find a way to restructure a deal with with Jimmy Graham to to keep him here. And you've got some guys that I I think can be elevated because of the quarterback play. But unless you're getting somebody like that, I don't want to dump all my money into a quarterback that I'm not certain can elevate everybody else. Because if that's going to happen, then I'd rather take my chances in the draft and come up with a rookie. And I don't know if it'll be Mac Jones because, again, the way people are hyping this guy up, he may not be around at 20 with all these teams that need quarterbacks. If he is, maybe you take him and you give him the keys to the offense. We've seen over the last few seasons, many rookies come in, and you know right away if they can handle it or not. 
and and have success. And it's not as though you would be asking any quarterback that comes in here outside of Russell Wilson to be this dynamic force behind center. What you'd be asking the quarterback to do is manage the game. Manage the game and give me an opportunity to run the football effectively, to stay on the field, to make those three to five big pass plays a game that change the course of the game so that there is an offense that is complementing what can be a really good defense for the Bears, but has not been, I believe, for the last couple of seasons, not just because of injury, but also because the offense hasn't held its weight. And that's a problem. And it would be a bigger problem if you go out and you spend big money or you make a trade for someone that can't do what you need at the position. You know, I wouldn't go out there and make a trade for Marcus Mariota. I don't know that I'd make a trade for Sam Darnold. You know, and I know the appeal there would be, well, you're just giving up the draft pick because he's still on his rookie deal. Why? Why do that? You just saw over the last three years that this offensive coaching staff could not get Mitchell Trubisky right. So now they're going to take a quarterback from the Jets who couldn't get it right. And I understand the coaching was terrible in New York and uh, there were a lot of things going against him, injuries, not a lot of offensive talent. You know, now they're able to, to gear up. But I don't necessarily believe that that's something you need to do to bring in a guy that you're not certain would mesh into making this offense significantly better than it was over the last couple of years. What do you guys think? 312-644-6767. This is a question I will pose to Luke Canellis next. Your phone calls as well. Zach Zaidman until 9 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Seconds away as Walker puts up the last shot. It counts to make the margin three. 91-88. Illinois is the Big Ten Tournament Champion. Jim Nance with the call on CBS, and boy, it's the second round that everyone is keeping an eye on in Chicago because we could have a Chicago, Chicago, and Illinois, Illinois matchup between the Illini and the Ramblers of Loyola University. And joining us now on the score is my good friend Luke Ellis from Fox 32 News Chicago who joins us on the score hotline presented by Alphamonte Ford. Alphamonte Ford in Melrose Park on North Avenue or APFord.com. Lou, there's always a, a few months that go by before I love putting you on the air and then breaking it down <laughs> because I know you have all these great opinions. But this is also an opportunity for you to brag about your Ramblers. How about those Ramblers? Did we ever think that they would have that they put together a run like they did back in 2018. And they haven't done it yet. But you talk to those inside the program, and specifically players, even, you know, it's funny, Coach Moser hasn't really touched on the subject like the players have, but whether it's Lucas Williamson or Cam Crutwig, they've said that, listen, this is a better team than that 2018 team that had that Cinderella Final Four run. And we're going to find out because – that first game against, let's not overlook. And I love what I heard yesterday 
listen, we can't talk about Illinois. We need to take care of Georgia Tech first. Georgia Tech ran right through the ACC tournament winning that championship. So uh, Lord knows that's enough of a battle to worry about right now on Friday. But if they were to win that game and then play Illinois in the second round, and there's no doubt in my mind that Illinois is going to win and beat Drexel, um, wow, that would be quite a statement because I think Illinois right now is the second-best team in that uh, NCAA tournament field behind only Gonzaga. You know, it's interesting you say that, and I made the point earlier on the show. I get why Gonzaga is considered the favorite to win the whole thing. They're undefeated. They were tested throughout the course of the regular season against some of the biggest schools in the country, and we went through the list, you know, everyone from West Virginia to Iowa, Virginia. I mean, they played all the all the big teams out there. But Illinois played in, hands down, the most competitive and toughest conference that there was in college basketball this season in the Big Ten and came away as the champs. Boy, the Illini to me, that's the team. That's the team you have to look at. There hasn't been a situation that they haven't dealt with all season long and come up successful. Well, I'll tell you what. After they won, what, three in a row without Desunmu, that's when they really caught my attention because I thought that they may take a step or two backwards, almost like what Ohio State did prior to the tournament. Um, But instead, I felt that they rallied and – they're they're a better team because of it today and uh you might be right listen how many national championships has gonzaga won so you know while everyone is saying this is the best team mark Pugh's ever coached and i mean you're talking about quite a statement because that team in 2018 2019 um was a pretty good squad that they had in gonzaga at gonzaga as well uh Maybe Illinois is better than Gonzaga. You watch enough of the, uh, the the NCAA tournament shows that I saw last night, and everyone's got Gonzaga and Illinois playing in the national championship. So we may soon find out in about three weeks. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Luke Canellis from Fox 32 joining us here on The Score. All right, DePaul makes the decision. The new AD, Dwayne Peavy, decides to let go of Dave Lato after an unsuccessful second stint with the Blue Demons what do you think is ultimately going to be the answer there? What, what do you think DePaul needs? Because I'm under the, the belief that it should not be as bad as it's been. And DePaul can be significantly better than it's been, especially with the new arena downtown in the South Loop. From an outside perspective, what I gotta, are your impressions of the program? I got to tell you, Zach, I'm shocked. I am really. I thought last season, because they put together a pretty good season last year. I thought last season was going to be the start of their turnaround. And I'm a Dave Lato fan, and and now that I look back, I am absolutely stunned that he could not turn this program around. He recruited some talent there, and you know, listen, it was a tough year for DePaul this this season because of. Um, COVID-19 and and the the games that they had canceled because of whether it's whether it was contact tracing or players that tested positive they never got into a rhythm this year and it obviously showed in their record and five straight fine you know last place finishes in the Big East is nothing to be proud of and you're talking about a new AD who comes out of a Kentucky program where he's going to demand excellence. And it just wasn't there. And and really, 
You know, Dave was given everything one needs to turn around a program. That that arena here in the South Loop, I live in the South Loop, absolutely beautiful. Um, he recruited some of the players that, you know, I wish Charlie Moore played for my Loyola Ramblers. Uh, so he had talent there, and he just couldn't put it all together. Who's that guy? You know, when I start <laughs> reading reports that Porter Moser is that guy, I'm like, you better not. Don't be taking Porter Moser away <laughs> from the Genteel Center, or else I'll have a lot of hatred there towards uh, my DePaul faithful. But I, I think it takes a coach that has a veteran coach, not a young coach. I saw John Shire's name mentioned as a possible replacement. I think they need a veteran coach. I'll throw a name out there, and obviously it has issues at Indiana, but Kevin Sampson's done miracles with that Houston program. Um, you know, I know he's got some baggage, but I think you need a coach like a Kelvin Sampson who has succeeded, who's done this for a number of years, who brings a cachet, who brings a, who brings a reputation, who can turn things around in a hurry. Cause all it takes is one or two great recruits and suddenly you're back on the map. Loyola proved that. All right, let's switch gears and talk some football because uh, on Sundays we watch you on Bears Game Day Live and Bears Game Night Live. The quarterback position is obviously the big topic of conversation. But my thing is, what happens if Seattle says, no, we're not giving up Russell Wilson? Then who's going to be the quarterback for the Bears in 2021? That's a great question. I mean, everyone everyone looking for an answer. Today I'm all over the... uh, the wires, social media, and I see Andy Dalton's name back in the picture. You know, it looks like Jameis Winston may resign with the Saints now that Drew Brees called it a career. Cam Newton obviously resigns in New England. You know, think about some of the other names out there. Alex Smith, in all due respect, please no. Ryan Fitzpatrick, no. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, Tyrod Taylor, give me a break. If, if Andy Dalton or, or Sam Darnold, who frankly hasn't had a good season since he played at USC, um, if those are the answers, then I'll say this. And, and I really truly believe that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, they said they had a plan. I truly believe that the plan is let's see if we can throw the kitchen sink and get either Deshaun Watson or get Russell Wilson. And if we can, okay, if we can, then we make a play for Trent Williams because Russell Wilson complains that he's been sacked so many times, 400 times over the course of his career in Seattle. So now we bring a future Hall of Famer as part of our offensive line. Who's going to help bring along an Alex Spars and a Sam Mustafer and James Daniels is coming back. And, you know, they cut Bobby Massey. Maybe they keep Charles Leonard around. Maybe they don't. Maybe they cut Leno if they go out and they get a Trent Williams. I think so many dominoes fall once they know what's going to happen at the quarterback spot. If that quarterback, Zach, is Sam Darnold or it's Andy Dalton, then I don't think they go out and overspend for anyone. And frankly, I'm not sure they keep Allen Robinson around either. And I I get it that they sign him to the franchise tag. We know that he doesn't want to be signed to the franchise tag. He hasn't signed it. There's no telling if he's going to hold out. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the team then maybe tried to move Allen Robinson if they can't get the quarterback they think can turn things around 
next season. And I'm not talking about drafting a kid with the 20th pick and hoping they catch lightning in a bottle next year that's going to save two jobs in Nagy's and Pace's. All right, we got a final few moments here with Nuke and Ellis on the score. Cubs, Sox, I know you have a lot of takes. Go. Well, I love that Aloy Jimenez just continues to torture his former team, <laughs> even when it doesn't count over the spring. Uh, listen, I'm excited about the White Sox. How can you not be? I'm glad that Tony La Russa named Lucas Giolito his opening day starter today, named that starting three as Giolito, Keuchel, and Lance Lynn, and then we'll have these you know, three final guys, Lopez, Cease, and Rodon compete for the final two spots in that rotation. I feel great about the White Sox. Um, just when you think the Cubs are dead, they put together a season like they did last year. And I know it was nothing to write home about, but they won the division. They got in the playoffs. And who knows what can happen this year. I just That starting staff of the Cubs, and you know far more than I do about the Cubs, Zach, but that starting pitching staff of the Cubs worries me. And the bullpen. And when I see that Craig Kimbrell still can't get it together, um, that's a big worry. Yeah, I think, to me, we're going to know everything we need to know about the Cubs in the first two, three months of the season. Because if you don't see an immediate impact, uh, a hot start, then as you approach the trading deadline, I think there's an inevitable sense that the thing's going to be broken up a little bit. So, Mass at that point... Lot. Yeah, so I, I, sell I off by July if it hasn't if, if it's if they're not seeing it on the field. Right. So that's why I, I think and it's not just the ability to come out of the gate hot, but to to give ownership and the people that are in charge of making sure this team is constructed properly. You got to have a belief that this is a team that can do some damage once they get into the postseason, even if they get off to a hot start. So I think there are a lot of difficult decisions to make on the north side. But ultimately, the same questions that we had for the last three seasons are the questions that we begin 2021 with. And that is, will the Cubs be able to get the offense on track? Because with some of the pitching issues that you mentioned, Ultimately, it's the offense that's going to have to carry this team. And they've got big names that haven't produced the way we've become accustomed to seeing over the last couple of years. So that's the big Which, question mark. Yeah, the that's, been the, season. that's been the biggest surprise. You're, you're, you're right, because, you know, you don't expect Bryant, Rizzo, um, Javi to have the years that they had last season. I expect them to come back with a vengeance this year and play much better, hit the way we've we've grown accustomed to watching them hit. And and then, to me, truly, it's the pitching staff. But we'll see. And and I like that you said we'll find out in the, next, in the first couple of months because something that I thought was very interesting that David Ross said the other day was, hey, listen, I don't get caught up in what happens this spring because guys are trying things, uh, different things, or testing things out, so I don't get caught up in averages and, you know, what's going on with pitchers as they pitch and wins and losses. It doesn't matter. Those first two months, April, May, will matter for the Cubs. Yeah, I, I think it's encouraging, at least from the last few times that I've been able to watch them, that Jake Arrieta appears healthy and has fixed some of the mechanical issues that he had because of the injuries over the last three years in Philadelphia. And, you know, Trevor Williams got a chance to see him yesterday. 
looking good. This was a guy who a few years ago before the oblique injury was, uh, was a very good pitcher in Pittsburgh. And in the last two years, because of the oblique, was uh, got lost a little bit. So maybe in that pitch lab, uh, they can get him right. Lou, always appreciate the time. I could talk to you for another two hours. Uh, I, I've got all, so many questions. Like, for example, before I let you go, so the Russell Wilson deal. I know it would be a huge haul for the Bears to give up. I would do it, by the way, simply because there is no chance over the next three years, if you give up all these draft picks, there's no chance over the next three years that you will find somebody in the draft that is as good as Russell Wilson is right now. And I know that there's no incentive for Seattle to trade him. But, Lou, and you've covered some of the great ones. Everyone remembers you from those post-game interviews with Michael Jordan during the dynasty years. Russell Wilson this offseason ripped his offensive line, ripped his head coach, ripped his general manager. He didn't name names, but he criticized all three aspects of the team. Can you go back into a locker room after you do that? You can't. And I heard you talking to Tommy Thayer about it. And Thayer said that he had never heard something like that in his career where a quarterback had ripped his offensive line and management. And I'm going to make this prediction that the Bears get Russell Wilson. I really, truly believe I'm not just throwing something out there against the wall and hoping it sticks. I believe in what you're saying in that there's no way he can go back to Seattle. I don't think they want him back in Seattle. I don't think Pete Carroll wants to have to answer to his quarterback, who, by the way, and I heard you guys talking about Tom Brady. He's not Tom Brady. All right, win five, six Super Bowls, and then tell me how to run an offense, tell me how to put together a team. So I, I think it's, irre, it, it, it's irreparable back there in Seattle. I think that the Bears will overspend. They're going to have to. That's what happens when you need the position filled as badly as the Bears do, and they're in on every quarterback available out there. They'll overspend the Russell, for Russell Wilson. They'll get Trent Williams, and it's going to be an exciting football season. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I get it. Okay, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. It's March, but I'm ready for football already. (laughs) I love it. Hey, I I think everyone in Chicago has been drinking the Kool-Aid when it comes to Russell Wilson. Lou, thank you so much. Always appreciate the time. Lou Canellis from Fox 32 Chicago spending some time with us, breaking it all down in Chicago sports. Let's take a break. When we come back, the NCAA tournament will break it all down with Ricky O'Donnell. That's next. Zach Saban with you until 9 o'clock right here on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.